When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and as always, I'm joined by Tempest. Hello, Tempest. How you doing? I'm tired, Pete. Mm, I'm, I'm tired of real life, and I'm tired of NXT 2.0. <laughs> the best part of this show was the top guy leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is. That is some prime content that you should definitely be saving for the main show. Um, Keep that in mind. Oh my god, that was that's hilarious. Um, but yes, I, I do I do kind of agree. Um, honestly, the two best parts of the show were the implication that two of the top guys are leaving. That is, oh, that's a that's a real scathing uh, indictment of uh, of NXT two point But anyway, how have you been? How was your how was your weekend? Uh, busy, I guess. It's mm-hmm. nothing but work, work, work these days around here trying to get everything uh, ship shape for end of year content, making sure because I've got the last week of the year off. So I got to mm-hmm. be like a week ahead of that stuff and make sure that we've got stuff for the new year planned. So that's all fun stuff, but it means that Dole Tempest doesn't get to sleep very much these days. But that's just that's just how it goes. That's just the nature of the business, and that's fine. I'll be able to sleep once Christmas hits, and I get a nice week off between Christmas and New Year's. Well, that's lovely, yeah. I, I don't have that... I was going to say I don't have that much time off. That's a lie. I've got next week off. Um, But, uh, yeah, across the Christmas period itself, I'm not off that much. I think I'm off Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, which is still, you know, that's enough time for me. That gives me enough time to, you know, I can go see my parents and stuff, which is very nice. Um. Also, I'm just going to apologize in advance. If people can hear, I'm 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 a bit ill. So if I sound a bit different and a bit weird on this episode, that's probably why. Um, also, <clears throat> yesterday I had to record the voiceover for a list that's going up on on parts of unknown. And I was like, did it have to be yesterday when I sound like this? <laughs> of all days, did it have to fall on this day? Um so that that was fun. That was an experiment. Uh, trying to get that list done. I apologized to uh, Terry, our lovely editor, who had to edit that. I was like, I'm so sorry, because there's times where I just have to stop for a bit and just be like, I just need to clear my head for a second before I carry on with the next line. Um, also, funnily enough, that script was written by by lovely Tempest here 
And hey. you know what? You know what I had to change in the script because often the here's a peek behind the curtain. The normal process is for for something like a list video, someone will write the script. For example, for the the list video that goes up on a on a weekend on the Wrestle main Wrestle Talk channel, I write the script. Adam does the voiceover, and he'll change and tweak little bits to fit his comedic style or add a joke change a joke something whatever whatever fits his his kind of um uh, writing style more often than not people write stuff like you write my news section on a on a saturday for the rust talk news video uh i write stuff for ollie sometimes and sometimes we just kind of like change it up um we, we hand them the script and then people change it into their own voice do you want to know what i had to change tempest in the script that you handed me for my voiceover what did you have to change pete i changed the wording of one joke and that's it. I kept the joke. I just changed the wording of it because our accents are different. So the, the wordplay wouldn't have worked in my accent. Ah, I see. Yeah. I think I know which joke. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's, it, I, I might as well say it now because we're talking about it. But it was literally because you said con men and con men. Uh, or yeah, it used to be run by con men. And now it's run by people named Khan. And I was like, mm-hmm. that works in Tempest accent. That doesn't work in mine. So then I changed it to it used to be run by con men. Now it's run by con men. And I was like, ha 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 ha. That's so ha funny. Ha. Yeah. That's so funny. You've got you got that to look forward to on Friday on Parts Unknown. So subscribe. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was very happy just reading through the script. I was like, sweet. I don't have to change much. I don't have the energy to change it anyway, but I don't have to change it. That's great. Um, yeah, so that that was fun. But also someone i did want to actually talk about um was i we i was looking at because uh spotify wrapped came out mm. uh, like last week right um yes. and i uh it came up while we were in the office and i was looking at mine and ollie was astounded at how much time i had spent listening to spotify which i think came to something like 702 hours or something like that I think works out for mm. to like 28 29 days so basically like a month out of the year was me listening to music which mm. i think checks out i live by myself i i, I listen to you music a lot me. that's just what i do yeah. if i'm if i'm working if i'm cooking if i'm having a shower i'm listening to music that's just what i do mm. but he was like he couldn't believe it um he was like i can't like that's like one in every like 12 days you're just like listen that's like a full 24 hours of listening to music i'm like yeah well it's just Yes, it's a lot of time. And I saw, mm. I went on to the uh, the support inbox that we have where people email in sometimes. And I saw someone say on an email that I'm not going to read out because it was directed towards Ollie and Luke, but I just saw the the, the preview of the email. And it said that, um, you know, I, I heard you say that Pete got like 29 days for his, his Spotify, um, for his Spotify wrapped. That's great for him. I got nearly 100 days. And I was like, Holy Jesus. <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> that is insane. I certainly did not have that many hours listened to Spotify. I will tell you that right now. No. Absolutely ridiculous. Cause that is like a third of the year. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. Um that's wild. That's just you put Spotify on and it just plays all the time. Basically. Yeah, literally, like from the moment you get up till the moment yeah. you go to bed, basically. Yeah, like an eight-hour chunk of your day, you're you're listening to Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, bonkers. I'm just trying. I'm I'm going on my Spotify right now because there was something that I wanted to point out. Um, where is it? My audio aura go away. 
uh, I wanted to see because there was one thing where I looked at it and I was like, that's ridiculous. Um, and it was, I think it was my, my top artist. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. Very curious. It, it, was, it was the percentage of that artist that I listened to, like what, what percentage I, 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 I ranked at mm -hmm. for, that, uh, for that artist. And I'm trying to. Oh, okay. You listened to 624 different artists, but the ones got. Yep. My top artist was Bo Burnham. Of course it was. I was in the top 0.1% of their listeners this year. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot. impressive. That's that a is lot. a lot. Also, it just told me how many minutes I spent listening to it. Hold on. Uh, minutes in hours. So I spent nearly 72 hours just listening to Bo Burnham this That's year. That's three days, Pete. Mm -hmm. Three days! Three days! <laughs> Which, actually, now I think about it, doesn't seem like that much. But to be honest, just listening to the Inside uh, soundtrack for three days straight? That's impressive, I think. That's a lot. It's pretty yeah. nutty. Apparently, my top, I, mm, my top song was walking to the internet, by the way, for yeah. those that were curious. Continue. Of course it is. Of course it is. I was going to say, I'll give you my Spotify rap details in the outro. Stay oh, tuned. I love it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but for now, let's get into talking about NXT 2.0, where hot damn, Johnny Gargano has like left. I think. Has he? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Thank you, Johnny. And also, Kyle O'Reilly's gone too, but that's less important. Anyway, let's, let's get to talk about NXT. Johnny Gargano. That's the thing you used from NXT, the War Games review, isn't it? <sighs> Yeah, great. but it's okay. Luke oh. wasn't clever enough to think of that on his own. Someone gave that to him, so you can take it. Oh my it god. Too. Johnny Gargan gone? Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he oh. said. Luke. <laughs> Come on, Luke. Jesus. Johnny Gargano and Kylo really gone. Yep, I'm sticking with it. Kylo um, Bailey. Oh, that's better, Tempest. I've done what Luke did. Damn it. <laughs> um, Johnny Gargano and Kylo Riley. Are like kind of left NXT. Kyle O'Reilly, I'm pretty sure, has left NXT. Johnny Gargano, yeah. though, I don't know. It's, oh, still, no. yeah, it's really confusing, yeah. but it's kind of cool at the same time. Welcome to the Wrestle Podcast review of NXT 2.0. There was some noteworthy things that happened on this show, which we're going to talk about. Specifically, two noteworthy things, which we're going to talk about both of them now, because we don't have self-restraint, which we're going to start with the main event segment of this show, which was Johnny wrestling himself coming out as he teased at war games, saying he was going to come out and be honest with the NXT universe about how he's feeling and all that stuff and what his future is in the company. And he said that, uh, you know, the, this is like my family and he was listing a load of backstage people and saying, you know, this feels like my home. This will always be my home. The, these people around here are my family. I feel like I've grown in front of you. Um, you know, it, it, all, all the, the usual um, farewell stuff that someone would say in a farewell speech. And he was saying that, you know, uh, I don't know what my immediate future holds, but in February, I'm going to start the most important job. And that's being a dad. Oh. And the, the the crowd was super into him and chanting, you know, please don't leave and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. D.A.D. and all that stuff. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, and then he got attacked by Grayson Waller. And I think that up until that point, I was thinking like, okay, I feel like this actually is a goodbye for Johnny Gargano. And then he got attacked by Grayson Waller. Um, got hit with the chair, got powerbombed through the commentary table. Uh, Grayson Waller, of course, famous for this bump of, whoa, that guy. Um, uh, attacked Johnny Gargano, put him through the commentary table, and he got some really good heat from this crowd. I think the crowd were really into Johnny's speech. Obviously, it was genuinely quite emotional, and he was coming out, and he was kind of crying throughout. He came out, like, his eyes were already filled with tears as he was making his entrance. Someone has just rung at my flat. I'm not going to answer the door. Um, and uh, then, you know, they were, they were chanting A-hole at him. They were chanting piece of S at him. Uh, which which was really cool. It's nice to see some genuine heat. I, this, I'm going to mute my microphone. You take over. <laughs> about your thoughts. My thoughts. My thoughts. See, it was weird because, like, I was convinced up until through take takeover for God's sake, up through NXT War Games that Johnny was gone and that that was going to be his his swan song. And then they spent the last two or three days like really hyping up oh he's leaving come see his goodbye we're saying farewell to johnny gargano one last time they did so much promotion of that that i was like well he has to be staying because kyle o'reilly's getting no promotion and he's on his way out so i don't know what the deal is there once we got to the show and they kept hyping up johnny gargano in the main event spot addressing his future i was like well he's got to be staying he's got to be staying and it goes and it goes and it goes and then the main event segment happens and he gives a very emotional speech about his his you know soon to be born son and showing him his matches and everything then he gets beat up and he gets laid out that is all quite fine and through that point i was like is he staying i don't know is i feel like he's staying and then I saw the tweets that came out afterwards where they showed the pictures of him like weeping in the ring next to Tommaso Ciampa and weeping, hugging Shawn Michaels and hugging Kyle O'Reilly. And I was like, oh, he's gone. Like he's not he's not crying off camera to just come back to NXT in a, a month or two. Like I don't see that happening. So it's weird in my edited review i likened it to to 2008 tna of all things when the main event mafia like beat up christian cage and laid him out but he was going to wwe but they still left the door open with a possible feud for a return where it's like well johnny gargano can just come back because he needs to get revenge on grayson waller so that's right there ready made and you can do that otherwise now I think he's going again. Like, I think he's gone. I think that he's leaving and that he's not coming back. And until the main event segment, I thought, oh, he's staying. He's he's probably signed already. He's just going to come back and keep doing his thing. Now I think he's going. And it's so weird. And I love that I'm confused about it. I don't want the answer to be told to me. I want to just be surprised whenever I see him next. Be like, oh, my God, it's Johnny Gargano. Because we don't have enough of those moments in wrestling. I'm looking forward to this one. So I did miss about half of what you said. Because um, I you had to go leave my flat and run is. down to the door of my building. Because my income doesn't work. So I can't let people up despite them calling the, the phone. And I ran down to the bottom of the building. And the guy had already left. So 
you know, that's fun. So I had to run down the stairs and run back up. So I'm still a little bit out of breath, but that's not the point. Because we're talking about Johnny Gargano. Um, <clears throat> I agree with the bits that I heard of what you said. Um, and yeah, I, I was convinced that he was going to stay. When the one is announced it was going to be the main event segment, I was thinking this was going to be, I'm NXT for life. And, you know, I'm going away for a little bit because I'm having my kid, but I'll be back and I'm still the heart and soul and all that stuff. But I think with all the post-show photos that have come out, the celebrations with Champer and Michaels and Kyler Riley, I do think he's leaving NXT. I don't know whether he's leaving WWE. I don't know whether this is a main roster call-up for Johnny Gargano or he's leaving the company. I think regardless, he has definitely left NXT, the brand. Whether that means he's left the company or not, I don't know. And something that I think is very curious is how his treatment uh, for him leaving the very emotional promo, the kind of the huge farewell they got main event segment compared to Kyle O'Reilly, who lost the cage match. And that was that, you know, and he didn't really get a goodbye at all. I think if I was going to, if I was a betting man, which I'm not really, if I was a betting man, I think that Johnny legitimately doesn't know what he's going to do next. And I think Kyle O'Reilly does. And I think Kyle has kind of maybe insinuated, this is pure speculation, by the way, on my part, do not take this as a report or anything of the like. This is just my personal thoughts of what I think have happened. I think that Kyle has probably insinuated to them, hey, look, I'm not going to re-sign, so this is going to be it for me. See you later, kind of thing. I think they're probably quite aware that he would go to AEW if he did leave. So I think they've kind of just written him off they just said you can put someone over on the way out we're not going to bury you by any means but just put someone over on your way out and we'll call it that whereas i think with johnny i think they still have the thought in their head the backstage management that he could feasibly come back either to nxt or the main roster or just wwe as a whole so i think they're still trying to treat him super well and give him all the big farewells and the big send-off to try and show, like, this is your family, this is where you belong. That is pure speculation on my part, but that's just what it feels like to me because the difference between Kyle and Johnny was so crazy to me on this show that it felt like these situations were different, you know? Because I feel like if Johnny had said to them, I'm not going to re-sign, I don't think they'd have given him all of this. But that's just me. That I mean, that's all very interesting. I could totally see all of that happening. And again, we don't know that, but that all seems very plausible it seems like kyle has made up his mind and it seems like maybe johnny hasn't i don't know again this is all speculation but it is there is a stark difference between what happened at the start of this show and what happened at the end of it and man like really kind of depressing when the the most noteworthy things and the best things on this show were potentially the top two guys leaving the company. It's legitimately insane. The the most noteworthy thing that I think that has happened on NXT 2.0 so far, save like Carmelo Hayes maybe cashing in his not money in the bank, money in the bank. That mm-hmm. was probably pretty noteworthy. Like this? I don't know. It's just guys leaving. <laughs> yeah that's the best stuff to come out of nxt which is damning with faint praise that um 
I mean, but, I want to yeah. put over Johnny Gargano's speech and everything, though, because, oh, okay. like, there's there's not going to be a whole lot of positivity on the rest of this review, I got to be honest. Like, I can just see it coming, but this, this final promo is the kind of thing that just makes things like this show worth it because it was genuine emotion, and when you have genuine feelings in, a, in a, something that's so raw and emotional, it it really hits home. Like, obviously, this wasn't, you know, quite to the same level as like, you know, Daniel Bryan's retirement speech, but this very clearly meant a lot to Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano has been the heart and soul of NXT for like six years now, which is crazy when you think about it. So yeah, like seeing this kind of moment really did like snap me out of my NXT 2.0 funk and just go like, huh, this is something that, you know, it doesn't matter what show it's on. It's going to be great. So I just wanted to put that over because Lord knows we don't get as many of these moments on NXT as we used to. Yeah. And I will say as well, like it, it was legitimate emotion. And a lot of times when you have sort of like farewell speeches or goodbyes or something like that, sometimes it can ring a little bit hollow. But this one felt very, very genuine. There's a lot of emotion you can see from from Gargano, someone who typically... You know, you don't see that sort of emotion out of him. He's a very, very, very good performer. And when he's like selling as a babyface, you can totally buy into it. But this felt like a different level. This felt like a, a very real Johnny Gargano promo. Um, and yeah, it, it did legitimately hit me. And, you know, Ollie mentioned it in the in the Russell Talk News episode that went up earlier today, a couple of hours ago. And he was saying like, man, this is really like the proper end of the black and gold. Like having Johnny and Kyle both gone, War Games was a swan song, and this is this is really it. And this is the kind of thing that even though we knew that it was the end of the black and gold brand, this really hammers it home that this is truly the end of an era. You know, this something that was very special to a lot of people and meant a lot to a lot of people is now well and truly finished. And that's that's nuts. That that can that can send that can make people quite emotional. And I think it, it hit me today. Maybe I'm just a bit emotionally fragile because, you know, I'm ill. Maybe it's <laughs> that. But I it did legitimately hit me when I was watching. I was like, damn, I haven't felt this way about NXT in a long time. And hearing Johnny get emotional about it, I was like, hell yeah, Johnny. I feel you, man. And that was cool. That was very cool to, to, to feel that when watching wrestling because I haven't felt that in a little while. Um, so, yeah. I don't know where he's going next. I don't know what he's doing next. And honestly, I don't want to know. Like you said, I just want to be surprised. Wherever he goes, Ooh. I just want to be like, whoa, Gargano, that's cool. So not to speculate where he's going to go, I want to speculate when he's going to go. Think, do you think he's going to wait until, you know, he said in February he's going to become a dad. Do you reckon he's going to take some time at home first, wait a few months? then make his return to wrestling wherever he chooses to go? Or do you think he's going to show up somewhere soon? I mean, Johnny Gargano has been beat up for a long time. And what better time to take some time off to recuperate than right now your contract is expiring. You get a couple months before the birth of your child, which you're not going to get a lot of time to rest after that, let me tell you. So there's no rush to debut. I know like strike while the strike while the iron's hot, you know, that whole chestnut. 
but AEW is probably going to have the debut of Kyle O'Reilly in the near future. So there's no real rush to have this moment. He's going to be a big deal whenever he shows up again, whenever that might be. So I would, I would probably take some time off to recuperate and then spend time with your newly born child. Like that's pretty special. And you're not going to get many chances to do something like that. And also have a bunch of time off because you're a free agent. I think that's probably what I would do. I don't know if that's what he's going to do, but I think that's a pretty easy decision. Absolutely, yeah. And wish all the best to both Kyle and Johnny and whatever it is they choose to do next. I'm thoroughly looking forward to seeing where both of them go from here. Hell yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, let's get into some of your ultra chats. Make sure to send those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And uh, yeah, anything you want to say about this episode or about Johnny or Kyle or whatever you want to talk about with NXT, send them in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And we'll read all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Omar Josu, Hosue? I don't know. Jose or Josue. There's a U in it, so I don't know. Um, No way, Josue. Um, I I had a friend called Josue, so that's how his name was spelled. Yeah. 
I genuinely feel like Johnny is leaving, if not for anything other than the post-show pictures. I have a hard time seeing a man going through so many emotions and feeling so sad if he wasn't sure that he can't stay in a place he truly called home for years. I think it basically covers it. Like, that didn't look like a man who was, go- who was coming back. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's going to be wild seeing Johnny Gargano on a different show, whatever that it's show gonna is. It's going to be weird, isn't it? Like we said, he yeah. is truly the heart and soul of the black and gold brand, and seeing him with just wrestling other people in, in, in yeah. a different company is going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. Bonkers. Van Twinblade says, uh, Von Wagner being planted and hoping something grows. He's so green. Uh, we'll get to Von Wagner. <laughs> we'll, get we'll get to, to Von, Von Wagner. Yeah, Real soon, in fact. It's the next segment. It sure is the next segment. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into talking about NXT in a second here. Keep sending in your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll go through the rest of them later on. Um, and also, I did just want to apologize because I am ill if I sound a bit weird. I know some people being like, Pete's crying. It's like, not really. I'm just very bunged up and it sounds like I'm crying. <laughs> Maybe I am crying. I'm just I'm just upset about my my head right now being throbbing headaches. It's fine. <clears throat> we had to kick off this episode of NXT. It's fine, much like I'm fine. We had Kyle O'Reilly. Versus Von Wagner in a steel cage match. Has WWE ever heard of diminishing returns? I don't know mm. if they have. I don't know. There's a lot of diminishing returns on this show, I'll be, mm. I'll be honest. Yeah. They get one thing, and then they do it to death, and then they never do it again. Mm. That's the opposite of what you should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. This was Kyle O'Reilly's swan song from the company. Um, Kyle O'Reilly attacked Von Wagner on the ramp. So this match, as you mentioned in your your edited review of this, was probably the most generic steel cage match that there ever has been. There were no take, notable spots. I genuinely spot. cannot yeah. remember a single spot in this match aside from the finish. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this took the top spot of the most like generic cage match I've ever seen from uh, Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns from whatever Whoa. Saudi Arabia show that was last year. That was last year. That feels like a decade ago. Wait. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in 2020. Oh, good God. Right? Craziness. Yeah. Craziness. But like, this is the fourth cage match in three days. Sure is. You got to make this feel special or just don't do it. And honestly, they just shouldn't have done it. Yeah, a rare cage match. (laughs) Four of them in three days. Goodness me. Yeah, it just, there wasn't anything to this. Von Wagner. Like, I've turned off the lizard people part of my brain that was like, he big. He's big, big, big boy. Big dude. He's got the most generic music. He's got the most generic tights. He's got the most generic, like, move set mm-hmm. nothing about this man stands out once you get past his height no and i don't want to be cruel to this man it's not his fault he's being put in this position that he's probably not ready for but like christ of all the people to not be given a dumb character 
You know, why can't he be a poker player or something? <laughs> His name Look is Von Wagner. Surely he makes Von Wagner. His name is Von Wagner. At least have him give him a no. I was gonna say give him a stupid German accent, but I don't want. Don't, I don't do that. See that? I don't want to see that. Mm, right. Von Wagner. Mm. Make, make him a vampire. I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. Like give him something. Just give him new tights. <laughs> Holy smokes! I look at his tights every time, and they're like the worst tights I've ever seen. Yeah, they're not good. They're like they're really black not. and brown. So. As someone who hasn't watched War Games, and I know I'm going to get criticized for not watching War Games because how dare I not watch every NXT show because I review NXT. What I've seen of the turn from Von Wagner on Kyle O'Reilly is that he just turned. Yeah. And That's failed it. because Kyle O'Reilly beat him up. Yeah. So here's my problem with that is that there is no emotion or reason behind it. It was a swerve that happened for the sake of a swerve. There was no, there wasn't any foreshadowing. And and sometimes stuff that hasn't been foreshadowed, you can have a complete surprise twist and it can still make sense. Allah, let's say Seth Rollins turning on the shield. I don't think there was any teasing of Seth Rollins specifically turning on the shield. But there was dissension in the shield. They made up. They were fighting Evolution. Man, they were on such a hot streak. They're getting clean sweeps against Evolution. Why would they ever break up? But you gave a reason because yes. Triple H convinced Seth to turn. He was the one that corrupted Seth and turned him against him. So a complete thing that comes out of nowhere with no foreshadowing can work if you give it a reason. This turn has no reason and didn't have any foreshadowing beforehand. You need one or the other. And this had no foreshadowing, and has no reason. They're just saying now, you know, they're saying, I, I heard on commentary during this match, they go, oh, Von Wagner showing, his, you know, showing his true colors at War Games. It's like, so you're saying that he was always like this, and that it was all part of the plan for him to do that. Which doesn't make any sense, because there was no hint of that being a thing. You're just creating a history that didn't exist. It's, it don't make no sense, is what I'm saying. It, it don't make no sense. Don't make no yeah. sense at all. Like, no. I think you hit the nail right on the head. You said everything that I was feeling about this and just about character motivation and foreshadowing and everything like that. Because I've been thinking for a while, like, you notice how there has been, like, one or two tag team breakups in AEW, period? Mm -hmm. Because they don't just have people randomly turn heel. It's built up to for months if it happens. You know, it's built up to, it's given plenty of motivation. You understand why a turn is happening. You don't just get, I am evil now, mustache twirling villain. Oh, bad guy. That's not realistic because you want these stories to be realistic. And I know I'm talking about realism when talking about NXT 2.0, when MSK went and smoked a bowl with Riddle or something on this show. But I just don't like this kind of storytelling, you know, because if you can't answer the question of why. Oh, dear. Go on. I don't know. I don't think that's true, by the way. The thing that's in the chat. Um, cool. I just had a check. So sure. There you go. Um, as part of a post-match beatdown from Von Wagner, um, Wade Barrett said on commentary, oh, this is personal. Is it? Uh, is it personal? I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not at all. They weren't friends. 
doesn't really feel yeah. personal. I'll be real. No. Uh, yeah. Stupid. Whatever. Um, but yes, it was. Uh, there's there's no emotion behind this story. So him Von Wagner beating Carter Ryan in cage match does nothing for Von Wagner. Like, sure he beat Carter Riley, but you know he, he had a backstage promo later when he was like, "Oh my, my war games have only just begun." And it's like, so who are you? Like, why did you? <laughs> who why is you befriend, Von Wagner? Who is Von Wagner? Like, why did you? Why did you befriend Kyle in the first place? Like, what what's the reason for any of the things you've done? You know, and they you don't have an answer for that because there isn't a reason for him having done anything. His motivations were non-existent until he turned on Kyle. This is what I mean. You need to have reasons for stuff. It's how people get invested in your storytelling. We've spent way too long on this. We probably talked about it longer than the match was. Um, probably. Yeah. Uh, Joe Gacy cut a promise saying he doesn't care about losing. Sick. Uh, glad that they spelled it out in words for us. Um, uh, can one of the mods just ban that person that's talking about releases, please? Uh, don't talk about stuff that's lies. Cheers. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah, ma- mainly that. That that's the number one rule, I'd say. Um, Jaggy said he doesn't care about the loss at War Games, uh, and he's working on changing the name of Two Hundred Five Live because that's an exclusionary title. I hate um, this character. He says Harlan's going to be doing an in-ring debut next week, and honestly, the character work between him and Harland, I think, is okay. It has some yeah. leg. There's a story there. It's the everything else that sucks. It's him saying that, like, look, Harlan looks weird, and everyone treats him weird because he looks weird, but I accept him for who he is, and I'm going to show everyone you were wrong for rejecting him. Look how great he is at wrestling. That, in a bubble, in and of itself, is perfectly good. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. It's the everything else that Joe Gacy does that sucks. Um, Nothing against Joe Gacy. I think he's a good wrestler. It's just the, the character he's been given, and, and his performance of this thing is not resonating with me at all. Um, yeah, which is a shame because I feel like there there is like a, a a nugget of good in there. It's just being clouded by all the, the you know the inclusivity, all the extra stuff that he that he adds onto the character, which is a shame because I think that the actual stuff with Harland could work as a as a double act. But yeah, it's like it's me. like the first character that Bray Wyatt had, you know, where mm, yeah they didn't superhero superhero him all out with magic mumbo jumbo. They just had him be a silver tongue devil who spoke to people, you know? And if you are just good with your words, people will listen to you. And that in itself is a fine character. And like you said, him and Harlan together are a fine duo because all of their character work is fine. You just get a guy who can talk. That's perfectly fine. I don't need this inclusivity garbage. The buzzwords need to... Getting choked up about it. It needs to stop. (laughs) (sighs) Um, Bron Breaker came out and said he wants Champa, but Diamond Mine interrupt. And then Malcolm Bivens in this promo just has a line. Maybe this was announced at War Games and I haven't seen it or something. Just says a line that just says, well, the weight limit's been lifted now for the Cruiserweight title. Since when? I mean, Joe Gacy had it lifted so he could challenge, but I thought that was a one-time thing. It's just like the European title now. I mean, it's a it's a third men's title. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. The European title. Yeah. That's a shame. 
Cool. You, you could have just not fired the entire 205 Live roster, but mm-hmm. hey, what do I know? Yeah. Nah, Braun Breaker, Cruiserweight Champion. You know, they were right. Odyssey Jones is winning this title. Yeah. I want him to win it now. Odyssey Jones is winning this title. I want to now. God. Um, we then got a tag match of the Creed Brothers versus Briggs and Jensen. There was a lot happening in this match. And again, I feel like there was a nugget of good in there. And it just got clouded by all the other stuff that WWE normally does. So... Grizzled Young Veterans were on commentary. As the match starts, Imperium's music plays, and they come out on the crow's nets to watch the thing. So already you're a bit discombobulated because it's immediately after the bell rings. And you go, da 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 And they come out on the crow's nets and go, oh, well, I guess, I guess we should wrestle now anyway. So then they start wrestling, and the Grizzled Young Vets are talking on commentary. So there's a lot of different like moving parts already in this thing. The idea they had for this match, for the finish, I think was a decent idea. In that, to make tags legally in WWE, you need to have the tag rope, right? You do. That, that's a that's a thing, right? That's news to me. That that's a thing. Yeah. Early in the match, the referee makes sure he denies a tag from the Creed brothers because one of them was not holding the tag rope and said, "Oh no, no, you didn't hold the tag rope." And he went, "Oh, sorry." held the tag rope, and made the tag. They planted the seed of needing the tag rope early in the match. That is good, subtle storytelling. Later on, the Grizzled Young Veterans steal the tag rope. They take the tag rope off um, Briggs and Jensen's side. So when they go to make a tag, they don't have a tag rope. And I think that that finish in isolation could totally work. If the babyface goes to tag and the referee's like, oh, you didn't hold the tag rope. They're like, wait, I don't have a tag rope. And then boom, they get blindsided by the heels. And boom, the, the, the heels went, ah, oh, boo. That finish, in theory, if they follow the tag rope rule all the time, and the actual storytelling within the match, could totally work. But with Imperium on the crow's nest, Grizzled Young Veterans on commentary, and the baby faces winning in the end, kind of ruined the whole thing for me. It just didn't make no sense. And also the fact that WWE never follows the tag rope rule anyway. But the yeah. idea of it, I think, is good. Sure. That's just I me. mean... There's a million ways they could have done this better. I mean, mm. like, what if, what, 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 what if you have the Grizzled Junk veterans steal the tag rope, like, at the beginning, mm-hmm. and that guy just cannot tag in? Sucks to suck, you're beating down on his partner, and he cannot tag in, and he's like, I need to help, but I can't tag in to do this and that, and he has to go and, and try and chase down the Grizzle Junk veterans, or look under the ring or something for a new tag rope. Like, you build to this sort of thing. WWE never cares about the tag rope. <laughs> so when you all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the tag rope. It's like the one time that they ever gave a, a damn about the the you get one break up a pin spot. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just can't. I can't deal with it. You know, yeah. WWE's rules are non-existent and you need to establish your rules first, which I know they did in this match. So fair, fair credit to that. They at least set it up within the confines of the match itself. But I need more than that. Yeah. And like, like, like I said, like in isolation, in a bubble, that is good storytelling within the match. It's the fact that WWE doesn't follow that rule all the rest of the time. You know? Yeah. I think the storytelling elements they had in the match could have been good. And also, yeah, Briggs and Jensen just won. If you're going to do the tag rope thing, have the heels win. That's just how 
storytelling works yeah. you know but whatever um th- there was another thing that happened recently what was it it was i think it was on smackdown yeah when boogs and nakamura tried to cast uh yeah. the uh, los Lotharios, and then they won anyway it's like what's yeah. just what? making everyone look dumb yeah making everyone look very stupid coming out of it um yeah very like, dumb. who does it benefit to do that finish who is more over now because of the finish if the answer is no one, do a better finish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Duke Hudson came out to cut a promo. He has stupid hair now. He's got like a, a big blonde wig on. Yeah. Cameron Grimes it's came out and was like, lol, you yeah. look stupid. Why are you denying it? And then they book a no-holds-barred match between Grimes and Hudson. One question. Why? Yeah, I don't know. We had the blow-off of this. We're just yep. having another match, I guess. Cool, whatever. It's just this is fine. I don't I don't know. I don't care. The 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 wig stuff is pretty standard. I just got shaved bald sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like every heel that's ever been shaved bald has done something similar to this. You either wear a wig or you wear a mask or yeah. What what fine. whatever. Like yeah, yeah, that's just what you do. That's that's pretty standard stuff. I don't know why we're getting another match, but hopefully it's it's more interesting than the match that they had at uh I keep wanting to call it takeover. This is going to be a, a transition for me. It yeah. really is. Um, yeah. What are you going to do with Hudson Wids in the No Holds Barred match? I don't know. Not not care, I guess. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably you know what, like yeah. most well, of this. this... You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fred Durst versus Cameron Grimes here. Oh, God. Khabib Namagameda versus uh, Cameron Grimes. Yep, it's perfect. Um, we then had it was the designated what the F is going on segment for NXT that we get every single week and at War Games. Why did Jiro do that at War Games, by the way? I don't what, know, Pete. What? Um, what? We, we, yeah, what? And we had this. W-O-T. We had this on this segment here. Because we had Briggs and Jensen were celebrating their win, and then Jacket Time came in and were like, hey, whatever. I genuinely can't tell you what they said. Grizzled Young Veterans came in and then were yelling at um, Briggs and Jensen, being like, oh, you only won because of us. And then everyone started, like, the, uh, who was it, Casey and Caden walked past and they were like, oh, we got two tickets to something. And then Briggs and Jensen were like, ah, oh, we'll take those. And then they go off with them. And then Jacket Time and Grizzly Veterans start brawling. And then Karen Q comes up, you know, the former Mei Ying. She's behind like the bar thing that they're at. And she has her like sleeping stuff on with a pillow. And she's like, what? And then goes back down behind the bar again. It's a bad Saturday Night Live skit. You know, but the, what I'm failing to see here, what's the punchline? That's a great question. I don't, I don't Good understand. Great question. It's just stuff is just happening. That is it. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, I just seen someone in the chat saying I didn't watch it and I don't understand that description. I watched it and I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like I'm 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 being legit here. I didn't leave anything out. Brooks and Jensen were celebrating their victory. Ah, oh, another one on the board. In comes Jacket Time, and we're just like, they said something inconsequential. It doesn't matter. Then immediately, Grizzled Young Veterans walk in. You only won because of that. Then Casey and Caden immediately walk past and say, they we've got two tickets. through the shot. Through the shot, right? 
and say, we've got two tickets or something. Who wants them? Brooks and Jensen go, we'll take those and walk out of the shot. And then they start doing the shush thing. Jacket Time and Grizzly and Vet start doing the shush thing that they did like in the previous week when they were at the locker room. And then they start brawling. And then the referees go, oh, break it up, break it up. And referees all come in and pull them apart. And then Karen Q, former Mei Ying, pops up from behind the thing. I'm not leaving anything out. That is the segment. And that is how quickly it happened. You know what my least favorite word is? Q. Like, I'm waiting in the queue just because it looks dumb. And it's, I'm pondering this because it's more interesting than NXT. How many UEs can you add on to Q before it becomes a different word? Like, how long can you make that? Because there's already too many Q, it's Q U E U E. That's excessive know? in it in itself. But how can you go Q U E U E U E? I feel like at that point you start getting Q E W or something along those lines. Quayway. Quayway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting uh, in the Quayway. Q E W E W E. Also, fun, fun fact about the word Q. Do you know if you take one letter off and just keep working backwards, it always is pronounced Q. You take off the ending E, it's still pronounced Q. You take off the U, it's still pronounced Q. You take off the next E, it's still pronounced Q. And you take off the U, it's still pronounced Q. I hate that. Wild, isn't it? It's a dumb language we've got. Yeah, English is real way to, stupid. Way to invent that. Um, you're, you're, you're folk. Yeah, it's your fault. Very, very stupid. Uh, I just looked back at my notes and I just saw I effing can't stand this as part of that segment. <laughs> that checks out. Uh, Grayson Waller gets turned down by a girl who's instead hanging out with LA Knight. Cool. I mean, he's got a nice car. He does. Great. That, if you're into that sort of thing. Yep. We then had Dexter Loomis versus Carmelo Hayes. Um, the psychology was way off in this match because Carmelo Hayes was the beat up baby face, but he's the heel. Like he was yeah. the one who was telling all the injuries from war games and stuff. It just didn't work for me brother um and of course it ended in a dq because of course it did this match was too long to be ending in a dq yeah sure this this was a waste of time you know like i thought i thought the in-ring work was fine maybe i'm just like so used to seeing uh seeing dexter loomis just do his stupid terrible gimmick wrestling that i hate and when I see him not do that and see him just do wrestling, I'm just like, oh, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. How about that? You know, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I was really hoping to see Johnny Gargano versus Carmelo Hayes one-on-one. And instead we're going to get Carmelo Hayes versus Dexter Lewis one-on-one for the North American title at some point, it seems like. That is not the same thing. Next best thing, Tempest. Don't know what you're talking about. Goodness me. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah and, and the thing is lame this was a really bad dq as well because yeah. it was just them and then trick williams just punched dexter in the face did he i thought he it. punched him in the yeah. hand yeah punched him in the hand he's got a, he's got a broken hand and he just went ah and that yeah. was it which like, just you're gonna do that do uh, it a minute in yeah you know yeah, like, totally i mean that wouldn't have been good but just it would have been better than DQ. having a match to do it Stop with the DQs. Yeah, man. AEW's done like one DQ. It's been amazing. Yeah. Christ. MSK met the shaman. Yeah. It was riddle because weed. 
Smoke weed every day. Riddle says he wants them to be the tag champions, and he's going to be with them every step of the way. So is Riddle going to be the new manager for MSK? You know, probably would make me like them more. Because they were yeah. still incredibly obnoxious in this segment. But Riddle is entertaining. I don't know how he does it. Riddle was making the similar kind of jokes that MSK would. But I laughed when Riddle said it, and I didn't laugh when MSK did. How does he because do it? Because Riddle is funny. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's that. That's the start and end of this. Riddle is funny. MSK is not funny. Yeah. You know who else isn't funny is the people who write this show. Yeah. And I need them to realize that, that they're not funny. Yeah. Um, to be fair, if this gets Randy Orton on NXT, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take Orton on NXT. That's cool with me. You know, RK Bro versus MSK sounds like a really fun match. Right? That sounds like a good a good laugh. That sounds, that like, a good sounds like a lovely time. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, Toxic Attraction cut a promo. Sure, whatever. Uh, Indy Hartwell says she's committed to Dexter, but she's also committed to the team with Persia Parada, but then immediately Dexter Lewis comes in and sweeps her off her feet, and then Johnny Gargano comes in. Hey, the family! And then the segment ends. I'm not joking about that pacing. Yeah. It's just whatever. I don't like this whole Indy Hartwell overacting stuff, but hopefully now that no. Dexter Lewis is back, we can get on with it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh God, I forgot about this. We then had Toxic Attraction versus, and I really do apologize for this. Toxic Attraction versus Yulisa Leon and the other one is Valentina Faraz. Thank you. Their entrance music was so bad. Yeah. Like really bad. To the point where it did not sound like entrance music. I can't I can't describe what it was like. Do you yeah. know that scene in Dodgeball where um where the commentators uh, are talking about Patches O'Houlihan and they say, mm -hmm. I guess it must be the luck of the Irish, and it cuts yeah. to the scene where it has do doodle 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 do it sounded like that. Like an Irish jig. jig is what it sounded like. It was real bad. Not good. These um, poor souls. I know. Terrible. The new jobber tag team of NXT. Yep. And Toxic Attraction won. I don't have anything else to say about the match, really. It was a the match. Squash. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mandy then cut a promo, interrupted by Cora Jade, who was wearing a sling. Uh, Cora Jade gets backed up by Raquel Gonzalez with a chair. Chases off Toxic Attraction. Cool. This is fine. Yeah. yeah. Cora Jade will get a title match out of it. She'll probably lose, but that that's a good little spot for her. I don't yeah. have any problem with uh, with that. Also, just need to point out, legal does not mean best. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Good point. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Snoop Dogg is uh, camping out in, in Denver. No. Gotta get that good good. Yeah, maybe, maybe he should. Um... What else do we have? Tiffany Stratton got another video package. She's a gymnast. She was on the Team team USA at the Rio Olympics. Hell yeah. You know. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Physically impressive. Yeah. I like we like that. that. 
Yep. Uh, Tony D'Angelo backstage next gets interrupted by Andre Chase. Mm-hmm. I thought Tony D'Angelo was a heel. Last I checked. Okay. Follow up question. Who or what is Andre Chase? Because. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I don't know what his beef is with Tony D'Angelo. I listened to the words he said, but I don't get it. What is he. Why is he there? What is he bringing to NXT? Aside from the same joke in his video promos. I just... What? What is what is this? I don't know. And I also can't tell if it's me that's frozen or it's Tempest that's frozen. But one of us has. Someone's going to talk like it's me. That has not frozen. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what this segment was. There's some sort of thing with Tony D'Angelo and Andre Chase. I don't care, is what I'd say to that. Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez had a backstage uh, had a backstage promo. Temp- oh, no. I'm seeing oh, double here. This for oh, Tempest. <laughs> well, my internet just died hard. <laughs> Usually oh, not that bad. I'll just kind of like, be quiet if I notice that you're kind of frozen a little bit, and I was like, "It'll, uh-huh. it'll fix itself in a second. Yeah, but this one was just like, "Error has occurred. <laughs> Please restart." And I was like, "Oh no!" I saw the same. Not to just who cares? It's NXT. Nothing important happens on the show. I saw like my cable box die mm. yeah. a few days ago. You know, like a lot mm. of times you turn it on. Oh, it's not working. Let me reset. Whatever. I was watching the WWE Network. Because I just turned it on. That's what was on after whatever war games. And I was midway through an episode, an old episode of Raw. And it starts getting pixelated. And I thought it was just, oh, it's something to do with the old episode of Raw. The whole cable box just like melted before my eyes. Like I <laughs> witnessed it die. Because <laughs> that thing was not working after that. But <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, on onward. I don't know what we were talking about. Andre Chase. Uh, is like Tony D'Angelo, Andre Chase. Nothing. I think it's like next week or something. Cora yeah. Jade and Raquel Gonzalez had a backstage promo. Then Kaylee Ray walked in and gave her a bat. How nice of her! Great. We then got Santos Escobar versus Zion Quinn. Um, <clears throat> at a point in the match, Electra Lopez tried to put knuckle dusters onto Zion Quinn's hand, but he saw it, obviously. So then he chucked it away. But then I, I'd much rather he punch someone with them by accident. <laughs> oh no, what, what was this? <laughs> I thought he was going to at first because he stood up and like turned around like he was gonna clock someone, and then Solly was just like a bow at his hand, <laughs> and then took him off and chucked him at another member of uh um the Ganadolf and Tasma. And then he gets hit with a knee and then a phantom driver and Santos Escobar wins. I don't care about yeah. this Electra Lopez Zion Quinn stuff, I'll be real. Yeah, I don't either. You know, I was willing to give it a chance for a few weeks, but like mm. as soon as you get to this match with Santos Escobar and the match is boring, yeah. then you've lost me. Because Santos Escobar is really exciting to watch Russell. Mm. This match was not exciting. 
Yeah. I think that's a bad sign. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. They, they, they just kind of lost me with this one. I've been, I have been reasonably impressed with Zion Quinn up to this point. Yeah. I think he's got good presence. He's got a very good look. He seems to be able to talk decently enough. He's got some personality, decent wrestler. This match was really boring. And one bad net, one bad net, what? One bad match does not break a wrestler. But this was a rough week. Yeah. It was just boring. It was too long and it was too slow. They hate whenever they focus on the outside of the ring stuff during matches. Mm -hmm. You know, just focus on your opponent. So boring otherwise. (sighs) Speaking of boring. Boa. Oh, God. Boa then called out Edris NFA and they're going to have a match next week. Who cares? I'm not doing a Boa rant every week. They're not going to make me do it. Nope. Don't do it. Piss off, Boa. And then we had the main event segment that we've already spoken about with Johnny. And I will just quickly say, because we didn't really talk about it that much. Grayson Waller attacking... Johnny Gargano, um, hit him with a chair, powerbombed him through the commentary table, got a lot of heat for it. Um, what do you think about Grayson Waller attacking him? Do you think it was the right choice to have hit, to have Grayson Waller specifically attack Johnny? If you were going to have someone, would you have picked Grayson Waller? Do you think this would be a good thing for him? Of the, I mean, who else would it really be at this point? You know, you look at the the heels that are on the NXT 2.0 side. Like the only other person i could really see being in this position would be like carmelo hayes and we've kind of been there already so let's give Mm. this this rub to somebody new and i mean grayson waller i think there's still a lot of work to be done there but i think he's got a lot of potential still and doing something like this should hopefully propel him to being like the next top heel of nxt this was like a big coming out big time heel moment you know so doing that i like that they're able to capitalize on that and still do something like this with a new guy so i didn't really have a problem with it it was an interesting choice where i was like huh i wouldn't have guessed but i think it's fine i agree yeah uh i don't think there's too many other people that would have worked for can you imagine if boa did it (laughs) oh my god i would have quit yeah i would have quit this show yeah um and I do think that Grayson Waller legitimately like looked good coming out of it. Like he had like a good physicality, like as a serious heel when he was getting booed and had a ton of heat and people were chanting a hole at him and piece of S and stuff like that. Like mm. he was soaking it all up. He was taking it in. And I was like, I can buy him as like a serious heel. I think he he looks legit in, in the role, which is good, which is good. You know, it's a good sign for him. I think this was a, a good choice. Mm. If they were going to have someone beat up Johnny. Um, so, yeah. Looking forward to seeing what Grayson Waller does more of, because obviously he had his big spot in War Games, doing the big elbow off the off the cage and stuff. So yeah, maybe this is the start of something, start of something bigger for him. This could be the start of something new. You know what I'm singing, Pete? Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the rest. The people of your... know. The people. The people know. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support because that was the whole show. Um, overall, this was a, a standard episode of NXT 2.0 in that it wasn't very good, uh, but it had a banger of a main event segment with Johnny Gargano, which had tons of emotion and made Grayson Waller look great coming out of it with a lot of like intrigue coming out of it of what's going to happen with Johnny Gargano. Granted, 
that intrigue probably won't be paid off in NXT. So it's not really intrigue for the product itself. Yeah. But it is intrigue regardless. So, I mean, it was a, a great main event segment. This is a three out of five show brought up by that great final segment. But it yeah. was a very standard episode being not very good. Yeah, I think you just said it. This was a two out of five show until the main event segment, which was so good, it bumps it up to a three out of five. If this was a really good show, oh man, would that main event segment have been an awesome way to go off the air? Man, I miss the old NXT. Yeah, same. Rip black and gold. Uh, but yes, last chance to get in your ultra chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Eternal Blue says, "Oh, excuse me. I remember the days back when people thought that NXT would influence WWE enough to change how it presents the main roster. Instead, we're watching the past six plus years go up in pure smoke because WWE hates wrestling. NXT got me into wrestling. I was there for Sammy versus Neville for him winning the NXT title, the debut of Kevin Owens. Vince never wanted NXT to change. They gave him everything on a platter and he took Charlotte and the Shield and over the years has thrown everything away. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That about covers it. I wish I was there for that match. I'm jealous of you. That sounds awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Sung says, uh, Johnny Gargano, the, (coughs) Johnny Gargano, the rebel hard Pokemon. (coughs) I can't do the voice for the whole thing. This Pokemon is known known for its never die attitude and it's, and it's do it yourself life motto. This Pokemon is the, is the evolved form of Austin theory, the selfie Pokemon. He's his dad. I'm funny. (laughs) Thank you, Zoe Sung. Keep these coming. Yes. I like these very much. Yeah. These are fantastic. (laughs) Um, Charles Berg says, I liked the ending angle with Waller. It caught me by surprise. They had him ruin a sacred thing in wrestling, ruining Johnny's goodbye. Good heel stuff. Pete looks like he can fix a motorcycle or conserve a really good pie and mash, a pie and mash in East End. Maybe I can. Maybe I can. Also, just want to point out, Shave this one week's growth. This it's very impressive. It's not bad, right? It's not bad at all. I think that's my superpower is being able yeah. to grow facial hair quickly. Yeah, it's your nice seven day shadow. Mm, not bad. Um, <laughs> Zoe Sung again said, Also, Pete, are you at a rave? Also, I'm mad at Luke or you two. I don't watch NXT, but the podcast is fun. One of you three said RVD was going to be the weed god guy, and he was my favorite ever. Big sads. That was Luke. I will take none of the blame for this. Yeah. He said that Rob Van Dam was going to be And the, the thing the is, shaman. I know Luke, and I know he was being mega sarcastic when he said it. Yeah. But his sarcasm just doesn't travel to everyone in the world. It's a very British sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're around him a lot, you understand when he's joking and when he isn't, right? And mm-hmm. when he's, like, purposefully trolling people, because he does that a lot. I, it was like in, I'd noticed it in, in Ollie's news episode today. And he was saying, you know, um, that, uh, what was it? You know, that if you were a betting man, you'd, you'd think that uh, an Undisputed Era reunion is coming at Winter is Coming with Kyle O'Reilly joining AEW, which is a shame because there's a perfectly good Jackson Riker right there, which like is obviously <laughs> very funny and very sarcastic because we know the joke that it's Jackson Riker and, you know, he's not great and we don't particularly like him. But he didn't say it very sarcastically. So I'm worried that people will watch the video and go, 
why does he prefer Jackson Riker to Kyle O'Reilly? It's definitely <laughs> a, a level of sarcasm that people need to understand, which not a lot of people do. A lot of the time we get a lot of comments, people are like, why do you say that? It's like, it's a joke. Yeah. British sarcasm. It's what we do. Um, also, yes, I am at a rave. Sanity 2.0. It's multicolored. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter are going to walk through the shot. <laughs> they are two tickets to whatever they were watching. Um, yeah, I changed my background based on what show we're reviewing if I'm at home. I like continuity, okay? Don't judge me. Um, Trenton Brown says, uh, I knew what you were singing, Tempest. I wish I didn't, but I do. Gargano and Kyle leaving really is the final nail in the coffin for the black and gold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, there's still a few guys there, but nah, this this show is, is well and truly gone now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and from Saturday's uh, SmackDown and Rampage podcast, which we must have listed, uh, missed as a, a last-minute ultra chat that came in, uh, Adam B. Cakebread, oh, he spoke about breaking his leg on mm. Saturday's show. And we said, wait, did you break that today? Is that like a recent thing? So I think this was an answer to that. So he right. said, yeah, broke it three weeks ago. Fun times. Pete, I have to say your reviews of SmackDown are getting me through this. Tempest, I, I called you Wish Mysterio back on Quizzlemania when you came out as bye. Much love to you both. Thanks for bringing that up again. <laughs> I was Wish waiting Mysterio. for like, I was waiting for the butt at the end of that. I was like, <laughs> it was like, no, I just did that. Just yeah. called you that. I was like, cool, thanks. Because I think I mentioned, I was like, Wish Mysterio is the greatest thing I've ever heard or something like that. And it was very, very funny. So I think they were mentioning just like, I did it before. Do you remember that one time <laughs> when I did oh. it? Um, thank you, Adam B. Cake Red, regardless. Um, I think that is going to do it for the Ultra Chats for this episode. And that is going to do it for this episode of NXT 2.0. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching on Catch Up, leave a comment of what you think is going to happen with Johnny Gargano. Because I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. I really, I'm curious to read the comments of this one. Because I want to know what people think of what Johnny's going to do. Because I have no idea. Go ahead, Tempest. Tell me about your Spotify wrapped. I need to know. Yeah, I was quite blown away by all of this. You know, because, like, I still have music on my phone that I will listen yeah. to, like, in the car and that sort of thing. So Spotify, to me, is, like, you know, depends if I want to listen to, like, a specific playlist or or, or what have you. Mm. But that being said, I was not prepared to be told that my number one artist of 2021 was The Eagles. <laughs> okay. I'm in the top 2% sure. of all Eagles listeners. Because top two percent, yeah. I guess I really like the Eagles. Nice, you know, like, yeah, like I like the Eagles, but I, I saw this and I was like, are the Eagles like my favorite band and I just don't know about it? You know, yeah. like, is this a secret that's been kept from me? You know, that the Eagles are my <laughs> favorite band. exposing you, yeah, exactly. And uh, number one song, like, yeah. Sp like my number one song of the year was one of these nights by the Eagles. Which okay. is my favorite Eagles song, so that checks out. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, yeah. I just didn't realize that I listened to so much Eagles music. It, I don't know; it's just bonkers. But like, 
my my top five artists on my Spotify rap do not really reflect my I don't want to say my music taste because that's not true. Mm-hmm. I like all these bands, but like yeah. obviously there were other people that I watched and listened to a lot more yeah. than this. Because my f- top five artists are the Eagles, the Killers, Pearl Jam, Three Days Grace, and Pink Floyd. Whoa. Okay. That's not that's that's not what I would have guessed by no. any means. You know? It's just very white, you know. <laughs> it, it is. It's it's just I mean, bonkers. I mean, I, I mean to. I, I don't mean to to alarm you or anything, Tempest. But you are white. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm aware, but usually <laughs> my music taste isn't. Okay, fair. You know. Yeah. yeah. I like I, I guess it's just because like I listen to like Drake's album and and Kanye's album and everything like on my phone as opposed to yeah, yeah. on Spotify and whatnot. Cause I mean, Lord knows there, are, there are a lot of, of artists and songs that I would listen to probably more than like three or four of those, uh, those artists combined. But yeah. what do I know? Spotify knows me better than I do. I suppose <laughs> I was told that my, my music aura or whatever was like bold and angst. And I was like, I don't like that. Mm, I don't want to be called angsty. <laughs> you know, I think I'm a little old to be called angsty. Yeah, maybe. I was just it's looking out and I couldn't remember. Listening to new metal. <laughs> because my, my, my top five artists is a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, Bo Burnham, number one. Mm-hmm. Good, good lad. Uh, Raleigh Ritchie is number two. Who uh, Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. The guy who plays Grey Worm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. I, yeah. I knew that. There's yeah. a few of those guys that have like bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hodor's um, in a band. Yeah, um, Riley Ritchie, I think, despite what Spotify is telling me, I think is actually my favorite artist. Um, mm. He might, but might not have listened to him as much as By Burnham this year. But I think my favorite artist, he's great. Um, <laughs> number three he is showed uh, me one of his songs at one point. I think probably Early, yeah. earlier this year. I think so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good artist. Uh, my my th- my third artist is a guy who does um, uh, songs about video games on YouTube called The Stupendium. Uh, mm-hmm. He's great, love him. Uh, and then number four is Darren Corb, who did the OST for Hades. I just listened Very to a nice. lot of the Hades OST this this year because he's Hades OST is really good. And then number five is Family Jewels, who does metal covers of video game music <laughs> so you know there's your tastes Pete. A, a mixed bag some might say yeah. riley richie by the way does you know hip-hop and the rap and the r&b and the things so it's a bit of a mixed bit of a mixed bag which to be honest is actually fairly accurate for my my music taste being i don't know is it good i'll listen to it yeah that's pretty much it um but anyway I realized that I've just kind of hijacked that. We were supposed to be talking about your Spotify raps, and I just went into. Oh, I don't care. Here's, here's, here's my favorite artist. Um, but I, I think I that is going to be. <laughs> I think that is going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned for more content coming soon. I'm going to be off next week. I'm be, I'm going to be around for SmackDown on Saturday, but then next week I will not be around for NXT or SmackDown, which is going to be a crazy. But then I'll be back after that. So fear not. Don't worry. LAW is fine. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. And we'll see you soon. Take care of each other. Stay safe. Goodbye. Gym, gym.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.